So a thought, it's just a thought. But the thought can trigger an emotion. Sometimes an emotion that triggers a thought. But when you take a thought and you wrap emotion around it, that's when it comes to belief. Once I exposed it and dragged it into the arena and saw what was happening, then I could analyze it, look at it, And I just think that we have so many things in our lives that we're so used to fear and anxiety and these low, dull roars that we are not living as the best versions of ourselves. The freedom, the joy, the peace, the happiness that we were created to enjoy as a norm isn't being experienced by most people. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my incredible co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. It's been a couple weeks since we've been together. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. And we have producer Bray. We've got producer Bray. He's actually our director of basketball operations (laughs) for Five Star Basketball, but he is uh, doing double duty. Uh, as our producer is out sick with, with the thing that's going around everywhere right now, yes, I think. taking a lot of people down. <laughs> yeah, people are down for the count. But Bray stepped up. He's a techie, so he'd stepped in, and he's producer Bray. So, Bray, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here in whatever capacity needed. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that voice. He's also got the face, according to Instagram. He's yes. racking up views uh, <laughs> on uh, Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. By the way, if you just tuned in, you, you can listen to this show anywhere podcasts are streamed. You can also now watch us on our YouTube channel at The Five Star Life. Uh, so encourage you to check it out. It's a pretty cool feature because you can go back and archive and listen to shows. They're labeled pretty, uh, pretty well, too. So um, this is a great way to share it with other people, too. So we're going to have a great show today. We are. What are you going to talk about? So we're going to talk a little bit about what we're filming for students right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing this series, um, uh, really breaking down how to how to help kids break through and go to the next level in their five-star life. And we've kind of gone through this progression of helping kids break through um, in motivation because kids just, they just are struggling to be motivated to do anything. Mm-hmm. So we did seven lessons on that. You can go back and check out the archives and and watch our shows on that. We then hit a breakthrough in relationships, just teaching kids how to engage and socialize and connect and relate to other people, both adults, peers, you name it. And today, we're actually kicking off a new series talking about how kids can break through in their mental health, which is a big deal mm-hmm. considering and you look at all the statistics. I mean, they're always in our face about man, 57% increase in suicide and you know, the, the kids who are feeling sad or hopeless has risen by 40%. Uh, th- I mean, the statistics, the statistics just keep on, you know, rolling at us. So mental health is a big deal. And what tools are they teaching in school for that? Uh, it depends on the school, um, but that's exactly why Five Star Life exists, to mm-hmm. be a tool. And, you know, there's you can play offense, you can play defense. And unfortunately, it's like the whole world, our society, is playing defense. Once kids are struggling with their mental health, now we're going to talk about it. And all the research says, 
you can get ahead of this. You don't have to have a meltdown. You don't have to, you know, dip into this deep depression. If we can catch this earlier on and give kids the tools and the awareness, um, they, they can actually navigate around hard things in life because hard things, they're going to come. Seth, do you think as a parent, though, it's really, it's a conversation. Like, let's talk about it. And, and it's, it's more than just like, how are you feeling? But like kind of equipping them to even have the conversations like something's not right or I don't feel myself. Well, there there is, it's almost like there's these different camps as far as how we go about talking to kids um, in, in mental health. I mean, you have one side that says we are overhyping mental health. We talk about it too much. We're actually putting all of this anxiety into kids. We're speaking into existence because we're always talking about stress and fear and anxiety. I get that. Um, but I was just talking to uh, some executives at a, at a leadership summit. Um, actually, the Winnebago Industries Leadership Summit I was at last week. And, and I was talking to two executives and we were talking about how we were raised. And one of them just said, you know, I was raised that you know, you don't acknowledge your feelings, mm. your emotions, like just suck it up, buttercup, pull up your bootstraps and move on with life. But we're, it's, it's kind of a waste to talk about these things. And that made it tough on that person. That individual learned to suppress your feelings. Now the other camp, the pendulum swings to the other side. It's you're in a puddle on the floor in the fetal position stuck in your sorrows. Well, that's not healthy either. So there's this middle ground of how can we acknowledge the challenges, the struggles that we face, but yet give kids the tools to be resilient and teach them that you're incredibly resilient. Like suffering challenges, they're going to come. It's life. Mm -hmm. The world is a, t a tough place. But if you're resilient, you can, you can navigate through, through every single one of those issues. But there's also tools as a parent, books they can read or, you know, now the apps and when our app's going to be ready to go, it'll be a great tool. But, you know, I think it, just equipping kids with that. Like, I mean, I grew up in the era that it was kind of like quit crying, you know, move on. I don't yeah. have time. But, you know, having girls, uh, th there's a lot of emotions and so, and some of it you're like, oh, they're just girls, but they're validated. I mean, they're, they're, that's how they're feeling. So how can I help them? Yeah, and it's interesting, even that question or that statement, you know, they're just girls. I mean, that says something about what you believe about girls. And then sometimes it's like, well, he's just a guy. It's like we have these stereotypes. And it's like, why don't we talk about what's healthy? And what's healthy is learning how to express your emotions in a, in a way that's not damaging to yourself or to others. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to do that. How, how do we emotionally regulate ourselves and take ownership of our emotions. That's what this whole mental health series is teaching kids how to do. And then how do I regulate even my response to struggles or trauma, you know, or am I just a victim? You don't have to be a victim. And we can talk about these things. And I think part, part of it is, I think a lot of parents sometimes are just afraid to go there because they're not sure what to do. And especially when they're like big, crazy things that kids are bringing to them. It's like, I don't want to go there. And usually that's because maybe, you know, our upbringing taught us to avoid those conflicts. And well, I'm just going to hope they get better mm -hmm. and they'll figure it out. Well, maybe they will, but often they won't. They'll create what they will create as a habit of how they're handling their mind, their emotions, their interactions. I think some of those parents probably were brought up 
they weren't given the tools, so they don't know how to, you know, pass that on to yeah. their kids too. So, you know, th- this is going to be um, a great show. And I, I want to unpack what I believe to uh, is at the foundation of mental health. And that is um, our, our belief system. Like what I believe about myself impacts how I feel about myself. What I believe about my day will impact how I feel about my day, right? Mm-hmm. What I believe about you will impact how I interact with you. So when you think about mental health, and uh, I got a definition that's that's great for mental health. It's, it's simple. Um, j- just basically, mental health includes our emotional, which is how we feel, our psychological, how we think, and then our social well-being. Impacts how we think, how we feel, how we act. It influences how we handle stress, how we relate to other people. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So th- th- that's that's kind of a baseline. But I think what really shapes uh, beliefs in a lot of cases is our response to fear. Right? We have there's a lot of fear in the world, and I think you think about anxiety. You think about depression. You think about just about every mental health uh, disorder or challenge. The, the research all says they're all rooted, just about every one of them is rooted in fear. A fear that I'll be rejected. A fear that I'll be alone for the rest of my life. A fear that I won't have enough. Mm-hmm. A fear that I don't have what it takes. And you think about kids that are struggle, struggling with anxiety or depression or adults, it is a phobia. It's a fear, and, and there's sometimes just this ominous feeling of something bad is going to happen to me today. Yeah. So, so a lot of it is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. So really, we have to start to learn how to look at that fear and then trace it back to the belief that lets that fear take up residence in our mind and our heart. That's good. So Seth, coming up here, we're going to be sending out some letters. Are we going to share some of these stories? We, we will. So we, every year, um, we write a, a year-end letter. And this uh, year-end, it's, it's something special. We've never done this before. We're not writing and sending out one letter. Mm-hmm. We're sending out a series of letters. And, you know, it's kind of like a fun way to wrap up the year-end. And we just, we want to invite everybody in our listening audience to be a part of this journey. There's so much bad news, so much negativity, and every letter is going to be filled with hope and encouragement, and it's all based on the work of Five Star Life and the impact stories. So you're going to hear from a range of kids who are in our program or have been through it, and we're going to follow their journey. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, and I have to say, Seth does a lot of things amazing, but he's an amazing writer, and he captures these stories. They're they're so compelling, and you know, we all get a ton of letters at the end of the year, but the, ours are different. And Seth really captures the heart of who we are and, and the heart of these kids. Well, I, I appreciate the kind of words. You can actually get a letter. If you've not received one yet, you can go to our website and reach out to us. You can download one there or reach out to us. To us, We'll send you one at fivestarlife.org. We'll be right back after this. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. 
Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestillife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my incredible, amazing co-host, Coach oh, Mia. my goodness, thank you. And our super producer, Bray. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Director of Five Star Basketball uh, slash producer today, yeah. filling in. Yep. Hey, nothing's harder than filling in for you that day when That's me and right. I had to do it. I had to do the radio show ourselves. So I can't wait to see it. We haven't aired it yet. I'm not sure no. what this is. Just I think they're saving, saving it for, for the archives. Yeah, it's, saving it for rainy day or what? It's staying and safe until we absolutely need it. <laughs> That's not true. I'm telling you, Bray's got the voice. He He's does. so good at this. Got called up to to be the producer today. So thanks for filling in. By the way, absolutely. So we're having a great conversation. And again, if you just tuned in, go to fivestarlife.org to learn more about the mission we're on to change the face of education, of sports, of culture. And we're inviting everybody to join us um, towards the end of the year, last six weeks of the year. We always send out a year-end letter that we kind of summarize, you know, the impact Five Star Life has had. And everybody who's watching or listening you're a part of what we do. You're a part of the impact. If you've uh, made a donation, if you volunteer, you're making this happen. This year, we're doing something unique. We're not just sending one letter. We're sending a series of letters that's going to be a lot of fun. There's so much bad news. We wanted to send a, a series of letters just to just to celebrate the impact that we're having together. And because we really believe the next year, man, we just have so many opportunities, mm-hmm. Mia, to reach more kids in more ways. And we started with just working with public schools. We're still doing that. But then we got into detention centers and working with kids in probation. Then we started, you know, new programs. We acquired this 350-acre, beautiful, uh, you know, innovative learning campus called Summit. So we have more programs that impact more kids in more ways than ever before. And for anybody that's listening that you just feel like, the world is a lost cause and that trying to change education or change the culture is just a waste. I have news for you. That's not true. Um, that, that is a bad premise to build um, your life on. And even the way you think about philanthropy and volunteerism and your impact on the world, it's not even true. Because again, this is why I encourage you to make sure you subscribe to this show but also go to our website and make sure you get on our mailing list so you can receive this letter. We'll be posting these as they come out on our website so you can download, share them, read them. And if after the third letter, you haven't changed your mind and you you still believe we can't make a difference, then I want you to write me and I want you to tell me and rub it right in my face, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think so either. And we hear so many stories. That is one of the, probably the, my most favorite part of what we do is to hear the stories uh, years later, even, you know, um, when they come back and they share just how five stars impacted their life. I mean, I love it. Yeah. And the first story, just a little hint, um, just a little teaser. It has to do with, we talked about this on our show multiple times, but has to do with that tragic um, victim of gun violence, Tyler Brown, who was shot in the head two years ago. We're going to unpack some of his story uh, in that first letter. And the second letter is going to unpack a story that it goes way back, I mean, to the first early years of Five Star. And it's a very, it is a crazy story. So it's going to be good. But we're talking right now in this show Mm -hmm. about you know, having a breakthrough in mental health. And it's great timing because 
the holidays bring anxiety and stress and fear. And there's a ton of triggers around the holiday season because we're interacting with people that maybe caused the trauma. Mm-hmm. It's that uncle, it's that grandparent, it's, it's, it's the cousin. It's, it's, we've had these experiences in life and the holidays are the best of times, but they're also the worst of times and some of the hardest times because there's a lot of triggers. Mm-hmm. Well, and there, it's also this pace that we take on where we don't really allow ourselves to, to uh, step back and think about the situation before you go into it too. I think that's huge. Yeah, 100%. Being prepared for mm-hmm. it. So it's interesting. You know, we're talking about um, at the foundation of mental health is, is your belief system, what you believe and really what impacts our beliefs in a major way, and like the negative side of mental health is fear. So it's the belief of what we feel about ourselves? About anything. Okay. Right? So, so you can be anxious about yourself, mm-hmm. your hair today, your makeup today. I'm just giving female. Wow, exam- you look great, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, we can be anxious or we can be upset about something going on in our health. We can be worried about, we might feel a pain in our back or in our hip or in our chest. And all of a sudden that fear can, if we allow it, it, it will trigger and become a belief like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And if we start to believe I've got some health issue, it will have disastrous effects on our body. Same is true with relationships. If you believe, if you believe that your spouse is cheating on you, it's going to it's going to change the way you interact with that person. It's going to cause anxiety. It's going to cause all kinds of mental health issues, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just the belief, not that it's happening, just the belief. And so fear, we have to address fear because these fear triggers are everywhere. And here, here's the definition of fear. We don't think about this. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. Say the first part again. <coughs> Excuse me. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion mm-hmm. caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat to me. So when you think about fear, fear is a belief. Mm-hmm. It's a belief. And we're only, we're only born with two fears, a fear of heights, fear of loud noises. That is our body's security system there to alert us. If we're somewhere high, don't take another step. You could die. Or it's a loud noise. Check your nine, right? That, that's a secure. Every other fear that we have is learned behavior. Wow. I don't think people want to hear that though. I know. We have learned to be afraid. Yeah. So anxiety, learned behavior. Mm. At the core of depression, it's fear, learned behavior. Stress, we learn to be stressed. Because of the last thing that went wrong, we think it's going to happen again. It's learned behavior. Well, I think, sorry, the one super impactful thing I found from the lesson was like people our lesson is going to challenge kids to internally think about the situation analyze it and then make a decision based on that and I think people really really struggle with that the ones who who maybe 
aren't anxious or don't don't have a crazy amount of anxiety are the ones who can say quickly in their head, okay, here's the situation, what's the reality of it? And then you make a decision based on it. Like like your example of, hey, the 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 <clears throat> the this isn't as bad as it seems even sometimes, right? And just the ability like being able to teach kids to do that. Who's doing that? <laughs> right? Well, five star is. I just watched it in the lesson that we just recorded. And I thought that's what that's what triggered me in my head. I was like, that's where you're going to see the progress is when, when you can teach kids how to do that. Yeah, I mean, we, we can we can silence the anxiety, we can silence the fear, but we have to take, like one of our values is responsibility. We have to take personal responsibility. We have to take ownership of the situation. And instead of ignoring it and, and just like thinking happy thoughts, we have to grab that fear and we have to do what I what I say is like you have to you have to drag it into the arena, take that fear instead of just feeling it and thinking poor me and I'm in a puddle and this is bad, um, this is just who I am. You take that fear and you you expose it, you drag it into the arena and you look at it from 360 degrees and you analyze it. Where is this fear coming from? Why am I afraid of this? Why why am I afraid? Why why was I afraid? of African-American men. What, what, where'd that come from? Until I did what I was teaching kids to do, until I realized like, oh my gosh, like I, I was rejected by my biological father who's black. And so I, I didn't even realize it. Mm. I didn't realize, but I felt intimidated by black men because I was rejected by a black man. Black, black man. And I, I was like, 20 years old. And I realized, why am I anxious every time I get like peers? No problem. I mean, it's like I'm around all kinds of people. No, but adult black men, I had this anxiety, this fear. And when I exposed it and identified, oh my gosh, this is connected to a, a root. I could expose it, change it, move on with my life. Pretty simple stuff. Go to fivestarlife.org on the break. Share this, subscribe to this, uh, like this. That helps us a lot too. We'll be right back. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my incredible co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. And producer Bray is in the house. Hello, Bray. Hi. Thanks for having me. He's off screen. By the way, you can you can actually watch this show on YouTube at the Five Star Life. All of our, our archive shows are on there. It's a pretty cool feature. You can also listen to this anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Um, we're having a great show, and we're talking about this whole series. We're teaching you know kids and how to break through their mental health. And just talking about the very core of mental health is our belief and that what shapes our beliefs in a negative way is fear. 
And fear is just an emotion we experience that's based on a belief that something's going to go wrong or that we're going to be threatened or in danger. And I was just, you know, personally speaking, I was using this example of me taking a, a fear, <clears throat> something that caused like anxiety around certain people and how I, ex- once I exposed it and dragged it into the arena and saw what was happening, th- then I could analyze it, look at it, and then I could actually move on with my life. Like, wow, okay, like I can actually enjoy this part, this new area of my life that I didn't even realize I had this low drum of anxiety. It wasn't debilitating. That wasn't debilitating necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was definitely affecting me. And I just think that we have so many things in our lives that we're so used to fear and anxiety and these low, dull roars that we are not living as the best versions of ourselves. The freedom, the joy, the peace, the happiness that we were created to enjoy as a norm isn't being experienced by most people. I also think people have a fear of a fear that like once you um, like tackle it, like, wait, but that feeling comes back and, you know, like, what do I do? Yeah. So, and this is the, the great thing about, you know, fear and anxiety in our thoughts is it, it's just an emotion. I mean, just understand the reality that emotions are just, they're not necessarily true. They're just feelings. They're real but they're not always true. There's a big difference between something being real, but not being true. Mm -hmm. So a thought, it's just a thought, but the thought can trigger an emotion. Sometimes an emotion that triggers a thought. But when you take a thought and you wrap emotion around it, that's when it comes to belief, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about this with kids. We we have as many as 70,000 thoughts a day. That always blows my mind. So we have crazy amounts of thoughts and our brains are like supercomputers that every movie we've watched, every song we've listened to, every social interaction, everything is logged in a file in our brain. <clears throat> so you can just smell something, you can see something, you can hear something, it triggers a thought. And sometimes it comes with an emotion, right? And when you recognize that, okay, that random crazy thought, I don't need to be concerned that I have some issues that I had that thought. That's just the supercomputer. It's like you're doing an internet search and you're scrolling and all of a sudden the pop-up window comes up. You don't think, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my computer? No, you think this is a pop-up. There are hackers, there are bots, there are things that are popping up. You don't own them. You just X out of it and move on with your day. That's what we're supposed to do mentally for ourselves. We're supposed to just say, I'm going to X out of this. When you can do the same thing emotionally, right? You have this emotion. It's just an emo- Is this what I want to experience right now? And you, you can do the same. You can drag that into the arena and say, why am I experiencing this anxiety or this fear or this anger or whatever? Drag into the arena. Okay, what do I want to experience right now? And what do I need to change to experience that? It's breaking down our lives into these little practical chunks to in the moment say, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much control we can have if we choose to take control. But again, our emotions don't want us to take control. They love just to be in the moment. They Let do. me be free. <laughs> Let me spaz out. Let me have a little fun here. But then the repercussions are awful and they just reinforce those, that bad cycle of mental health. And we're teaching kids, actually starting at, at our Early Learning Academy, all the way through to understand this 
And yeah. So, I mean, we get wrapped up in our emotions and what we got to do is we got, we, we have to get unwrapped up in our emotions. Mm-hmm. The same way we get wrapped into our emotions, we can unwrap our emotions and we, we can say, hold on, time out. This fear, this sadness, this anger, this whatever, I, I am going to unravel it. I'm going to unwind it. And it, it, it's taking a breath and stepping back and identifying where is it coming from? Is it true? And what do I want to change out of this? My toddler little granddaughter, who's in the early learning academy, so I take a deep breath. But, you know, it's true. I think even as adults, we should take a deep breath and kind of step back from our emotions yeah. sometimes. So the the second step, <clears throat> I think we have time to talk yeah. about this, yep. it is, is then we have to take the next step. That's defensively. Like we're playing defense. If we're just evaluating and bringing our emotions and our thoughts into that arena and really evaluating our beliefs, like that's that's just to protect our mental health. But if you want to go on the offense and really do some damage and, and have a high level of mental health, you've got to tap into your imagination. So anxiety is what? Me using my imagination to think about everything that's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining, I'm picturing all the, the rejection. I'm picturing uh, the, the empty bank account. I'm picturing whatever the fear is. I'm using my, it's not real yet. I'm just imagining it because mm-hmm. every day is a new day. So I'm anxious over something that hasn't happened. I'm imagining it. We're using our imagination in the reverse order of the way we were wired to use our imagination. We were supposed to use our imagination to move forward, to imagine who we want to be, mm-hmm. to imagine what we want to experience. That's what our imagination's for. And our imaginations are incredible. So, so you have, you, you have thoughts on that? Go ahead. No, I've just, it always amazes me that it's so simple. It is. That some people, your whole life, you're going backwards. It's constantly going backwards. And so you think about the way the imagination works. You can step into a dark room and all of a sudden have a fear response because you see a zombie or an intruder or something and you flip the lights on and it's the same chair that's been in the corner for five years. <laughs> that's our imagination at work. And so psychologically, we know that the 70,000 thoughts a day, 85% of them are negative. We're prone to the negative. So this is where, this is where being intentional, using our imagination to think on purpose is really powerful. So that's why every day I get my calendar out. So that's why every day, I, the night before and the morning of, I'm looking at my schedule, and I, this doesn't take more than literally a minute, but I'm looking through my schedule, and I'm just, I'm like imagining the people that are going to be in the meetings I'm going to be in, the places I'm going to be at, the people I get to interact with, and I'm getting myself excited because I'm imagining the people I'm going to be meeting with. I'm imagining the outcomes of those meetings, how they're going to go. I'm imagining the connections that are going to be made, like the, the, the world is going to change out of those meetings. And so what happens is using my, imagine, my, my imagination proactively, offensively, now what I'm doing is I am setting the stage for on an emotional level for me to be excited and hopeful about my day. Mm-hmm. I know there's people out there saying, <clears throat> yeah, but Coach Seth, bad things happen. Yes, they do. 
And guess what? Everything I imagine doesn't happen every day. But guess what? Because I'm already have, I have this positive energy, like a po- not just fake thoughts. I'm talking about, I believe great things are going to happen. So when they don't, I'm just like, didn't happen. Oh, well, but something good is going to come out. So I reimagine that even this bad thing, it's going to work out good. Mm-hmm. So you keep reimagining even from there. So the fear that everything is going to, the wheels are going to fall off, the world's going to fall apart, and everybody's going to leave me. If I can take the first step and I block, I can play defense and block those thoughts and be offensive, it's amazing how you can really live in a perpetual state of peace, mm-hmm. which that's when you're powerful. That's when you have space for creativity. That's when you can actually solve problems. That's when you can actually be a leader, a servant leader in the world because we're not in a puddle on the floor. Mm-hmm. Simple stuff. It is simple, but it's good stuff. It is good stuff. It's okay. exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear some inspiring stories um, about kids who have overcome trauma and tragedy and violence and they're not puddles on the floor they are leaders they are learners they're changing the world you have to check out our year-end series of letters you can find that on our website at fivestarlife.org thanks so much for listening we'll be right back after this Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to 5starlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the 5 Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. And Producer Bray. Thanks for having me. We, we were just talking at the break uh, a little bit about anxiety and, and Bray just said, so what is, you know, what is the opposite of anxiety? Like if, if anxiety is using your, you know, using fear and thinking and imagining fear, what is the opposite? And it, it's really just, you know, using your imagination on purpose to create the life you want to have good mental health and a great future. That, that is the goal and the vision. When you use it in reverse, it turns into anxiety and fear and eventually depression. So we, we have the power to, we have the building blocks to shape our mental health. But you're talking about how people use anxiety as like a, an excuse. Yeah, it's like a crutch to get them through whatever they're doing. So uh, people are like, well, I didn't perform well on that test because I was just so worried about that or I was worried about this instead of just like, it's amazing how you can look at a situation completely differently if you choose in your head. If in your head in that moment you can say, well, here's the good that can come out of it, and here's how I can get to that good. How you will approach that problem in a completely different way that will lead you to, hey, I'm going to get an A on that test. Yeah. As opposed to, well, now I can mm-hmm. use anxiety as an excuse to, um, for, for my problems. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, well, what's the solution to the problem? And if you look at the positives of the solution to that problem, and you do all that in your head before you start making decisions 
that are going to impact your life, right? It's probably a solid way to, to try to move forward. Your approach is, is everything. Totally. And you see it all the time with kids. You see it all the time in the workplace where I couldn't get that project done because I, I just couldn't think because I was so anxious or you don't understand what's going on at home or there's all these excuses and they're real. That is, I mean, these are real things. The question is, is that where we want to stay and dwell and camp out or do we want to get up out of the valley and get back to the mountaintop? See, because this happens to me. Sometimes I'm like, I look at the quality of my work sometimes and I'm like, why was this so bad? And I'm like, it was because I was anxious about this or I was thinking about this or I was absent. There's always a reason. But instead of saying, well, it's just, it's just my circumstance, just who I am. I'm like, dog on it. I'm going to do better. I'm going to catch myself next time because I want to be my best, whether it's in conversations with my kids, whether it's a project at work, like I don't want to let fear, like not just cripple, but invade and just water down my personality and my my impact on, on my world. That's not what I want. Nobody wants that. No. I think people would say, oh, Coach Seth, you never feel fear, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody feels fear. Yes. Uh, everybody feels fear. It's just what we do to it. Well, they'll ask, why do you, how do you make it look so easy? How do you, how do you make everything look so easy? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it's easy for you. Yeah. That's what people say. Yeah. Well, it can well, be easy for you, too. <laughs> it can be. <clears throat> what, what people might see or hear are years of practice. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, years of learned behavior don't just necessarily go over, go away overnight. We have to unlearn those things. But this is the part I'm excited about. So we have this lesson that we stated this research from the University of Colorado at Boulder, where they studied 68, you know, people that were trained to associate a sound with an uncomfortable but not painful shock, an electric shock. They then divide those 68 people into three groups and the one group experienced the same threatening sound, but no shock. The second group was asked to just imagine they were hearing the same sound, but not experience shock. The third group was told to ima- like, just imagine you're hearing birds or, um, you know, raindrops, imagine something else. And what happened, and experienced no shock, what happened is the two groups, the, the group that, that actually went through the same sound, heard the sound, and the group that imagined the sound, they actually, through repeated, uh, re- repeated practice, eventually they, they experienced what they call extinction, which is when the fear that you're supposed to experience, you no longer experience anymore. In other words, they unlearned that fear. They put them in the experiment. They learned to be afraid of the sound because it was, there's a shock that came with it. And then through repeated exposure, it's called exposure therapy, they exposed themselves to it where there was no shock and they unlearned that fear. The awesome thing about this is we can unlearn to be afraid. What we're tempted to do and what a lot of people have said is, is they say, you know what, just think happy thoughts. When you're anxious, when you're overwhelmed, just go to my happy place, go to my happy place. And, and, and you know, I feel better. And it's true, it's, but it's like a mask. It's like all I'm doing is, is putting a Band-Aid over the real issue. I'm escaping the feelings because I'm thinking happy thoughts. It does work. 
but I haven't dealt with the core issue. Mm-hmm. Instead, no. The better response is to face the fear, drag it into the arena, and what they, these psychologists have shown in the brain that you can actually reimagine that same thought, that same memory. You can go back and you can edit those memories. That's what I did. Mm. My biological father, who I've never met, with being sexually molested, like I don't, I can talk about things with those things with no guilt or icky feelings or anything because I've gone back to them and it's like I can think about those, but I've re-edited. Like I'm no longer in danger. I'm no longer afraid. I'm no longer being threatened. I'm no, like I can re-edit all those thoughts and I can picture them in a way that's beneficial for me and even based on truth because I'm not in danger anymore. Right. We can do this. I did this with basketball as an athlete. Like I, if I, I, I lost a game, <laughs> conference final game, I lose the game. I, I went back and thought, what could I have done differently? And this pain is awful, but here's what I'm going to do next game. And so I didn't go to the next game thinking I'm going to blow it again. It, th- this is simple stuff, but powerful stuff. It is simple, but um, we've got a couple more minutes to talk a little bit about what you're going to share in some of these letters. Well, what we're going to share in these letters is kids who latched on to these principles. Kids that have had, and I know there's people who are listening to like, yeah, but Coach Seth, you don't understand what I've been through. Well, you're going to hear some stories have been through everything from incredible violence to incredible, crazy, twisted, abusive situations. And both cases, these kids are thriving. And so I really want to encourage you to follow us in our year-end journey. We're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we always write a year-end letter just to share with you know all of our supporters and volunteers the impact Five Star Life is having and to cast a little vision into the next year. This year, we're doing a series of letters. So three to four letters. Um, each one contains a short story that is, it is so inspirational to think about the impact we're having. Mm-hmm. And I love writing these letters because it's just... It's fun to reimagine where these kids were when I first met them and where they are today and to think about where they're going. And you think about the situation they're in and they could have been puddles. They could have been weak. They, they could have been just not alive. They could have been a, 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 a drain on society, but instead they're like they're leading and they're living, they're thriving, they're fully alive. Um, they're living five-star lives. And, doesn't our country need more of this? Amen. Don't we need to hear more stories? And don't don't we all need to be filled with hope again so that we can re-engage ourselves in making change in our community? And I think, too, we hear so much about this next generation, this next generation. These stories are about that next generation, and they're going to do some incredible things. There's so much hope. Mm-hmm. And the, the frustrating thing for me is, is hearing all bad news, all the time, because all that does is suck the life out of people and cause people just to want to check out. Like, what do we do when we hear enough bad news and we feel overwhelmed and it's, it's hard on our mental health. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we hit Netflix. We, we just binge watch sports. We, we do all these things to escape. And, and what these letters are going to do, they're going to inspire you. And what I hope happens, I hope you, you escape less. I love watching the game too. I want to encourage you to get into the arena and get into the game and join us. So in 2024, we want everybody, it, 
volunteer, give, get involved with Fives to Life. If you're part of something, get involved, get more involved, be a part of the solution. But you can get these letters at our website, fivestarlife.org. Again, that's the word five or the number five, the word star, the word life.org. Do us a favor. If you like this show, would you consider sharing this with somebody? You can listen to it anywhere podcasts are played. You can watch it on YouTube at The Five Star Life. And you can find all that on our website as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.